silence, please. Welcome to MIA, Mixed in America. I am your host, Damian Dorn, a.k.a. Mr. Green Bay. This is the show where you go to hear truth, facts, and experience from black to white, exposing the gray area behind the stereotypes of America. Episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm actually going to invite a guest on um, that I've had the pleasure of knowing for a good portion of my later life. Uh, I would say about seven, eight, eight years now. And uh, him and his father have had a significant impact on my redevelopment. So I'm super honored to be able to have this guest on and for this particular topic that he chose to be a part of. Uh, so yeah, with, without being without being too over the top with the introduction, just know that this man is on fire this man is 100 a go-getter 100 a winner he's a father he's a son um he's gonna tell you his story i mean i'm sure it's a wild one so we're just gonna let it all out here today i'm super excited to have you on mixed in america my name is damian dorn and i am the host and let's welcome today everybody uh mr tanel chocolate <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Damian. Let's get it, big bro. Yeah, so welcome, man. How are you? Oh, true, man. Extremely blessed to be here today, man. This is awesome. On a Monday, you know, usually I'd be in surgery right now, but uh, I've got the day off, so no cases. But uh, thank you for oh, inviting man. me on with this podcast, man. It's incredible. Oh, man, that's awesome. We're going to get into the surgery part, man. And, um, you know, I'm so glad to have you. Thank you for God aligning uh, this opportunity to strike because it's going to be a powerful talk. That's for sure. And I can't wait for the fans to hear it. Um, so let me let me uh, let me just start off by saying um, so this is mixed in America, you know, give you a little bit of background. Um, you know, obviously, I'm a mixed man. Uh, you are yourself. So you understand that there is some uh, some challenges that we had. You know, I don't know necessarily how young you are, but I'm 45 years young. Um, and there were some challenges in the 80s and 90s being a mixed individual um, uh, from both sides of the tracks. Like, I'm just going to be honest. And so this podcast is really transparent. We don't sugarcoat anything on this podcast. I've had uh, real talks with real individuals that told their real stories. So uh, again, I'm going to encourage you to do the, do the same. And this particular uh, topic you chose, I'm going to name the topic. And then I want you to tell the fans why you chose this particular topic. Tell listeners why you chose this particular topic. So the topic Tanel chose was risk taker versus excuse maker. Risk taker versus excuse maker. So please tell the people why you chose risk taker versus excuse maker <laughs> first, and then we'll get a little bit into your story. Well, um, I've been both. Okay, so I, I could definitely say, you know, right. definitely vouch for that. Uh, you know, definitely there's a lot of things that, you know, we have different risks that we take and we have 
you know, some excuses that we make, you know, so sometimes it could be more or less on both sides. So it's definitely something to definitely jump into. So thank you so much. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, tell us what you do, where you're from, uh, a little bit about your story, your background, um, what your, what your target is, um, you know, maybe a goal or anything that you have or anything that you want to discuss. This really is about you. Welcome to Mix in America, Tanel. The floor is yours, my friend. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you once again, Damien. You know, this is awesome to be on here. You know, I, I, the day has come. And like saying, first, the Mixing America podcast, incredible that you're putting this information out there. And, you know, this is really special. Uh, not a lot of people, you know, are in Mixed in America or, you know, that we haven't got much of a voice that we can right. talk about, you know, right. we have different sports athletes that are, you know, winning championships that are mixed yes. in America, but it's great to be able to, you know, get, you know, more of a, a personal, uh, you know, one-to-one on how mixed in America has been such a blessing in my life, you know, and I know there's times that have been rough, but sure. it's also a great, you know, great part to be mixed in America. So, you know, thank Absolutely. you for putting me on and, you know, I'm so- also 45, what? Oh, okay. So, uh, okay. Yeah, so we yeah, young. Yeah. We we young. We got plenty. We got plenty of rotations left. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, just God willing. Oh, wow. Whoops. God willing. All that. You know. I'm sorry. It was a message there, but that's the other part, man. Yeah. So I'm 45. You know. Also, and you know, I'm actually from Seattle, Washington. Okay. okay. My name is Tanel Thomas Chocolate. You can see up here. I like to, you know, put the the chocolate place on deck. You know, I like to kind of say I'm, you know, on the corner right now. You know, right. that's why I kind of kind of have this set up. But, you know, definitely being out here mixed in America, 45 years old, uh, from Seattle, Washington, originally. And, uh, yeah, I actually moved to Denver, Colorado uh, to play rugby. So, okay. you know, definitely okay. mixed in America, you know, being half white and half black, that, you know, there's different opportunities out there, you yeah. know, play sports. You know, when I was younger, you know, football, you know, obviously soccer and, right. you know, uh, got into wrestling also. So, okay. you know, a lot of great things that, you know, I was able to do young, uh, you know, taking risks and also right. some excuses that I've made, you know, in the past when it was in sports or different, you know, phases of life. So sure. uh, definitely I, 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 I saw this subject you had talked, you had saw on there that you had, you had sent me and I'm like, oh, this one for sure. Why? I, I because I've it. been both. You know, so right. I love it. Let me ask you. So let me ask you. So you're born in 77, I assume, right? 77 too? Yep. You're 77, baby. Okay, me yeah, too. March. March. Yeah, me too. March. March 14th for me. Yeah, March 8th. You're 14th. That's right. Okay. All right. And yeah, then March my middle name. <laughs> I know that's right. Pisces power. Uh I know my um my middle name is Thomas as well. Wow. Yes, sir. Awesome. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So my father's black. Your father's black, right? Yep. Um, mom's white. Yep. Yep. Okay. Italian and Irish. Oh, okay. So Irish and German. Um, and I have a little oh. French, little little French Canadian uh, from my mom's side. Um, so you grew up with both parents, one parent. Yep, both parents out there in Seattle, Washington. Okay. You know, my my parents, my parents separated. Okay, when I was seven years old, sure. but they got back together. Uh, when I was oh, 15. Wow. So it's awesome how that's things awesome. work out in life. And, and and that's what my mom and dad, like they've always talked about, like they were the best of friends. Okay. Right. You know, one, my mom being from Nebraska and my dad, you know, being from Seattle, 
you know, sure. they came together in different, obviously different times back there in the seventies, sure. you know, being an interracial couple, that right. was definitely something that they had to go that through. That was a pressure in itself. They did. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a pressure in itself back in the seventies. Right. Right. And especially out there in Washington. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's really incredible that, you know, being mixed in America, again, it came from our parents that they did some sacrifices in life, yeah. you know, to, to hold on strong, you know, right. and, and I'm just so thankful for that. That's, that's, you know, where my that's, roots kind of began and, you know, getting into sports and rugby came out into my life, you know, throughout high school. And, you know, that got me to New Zealand and Australia, played rugby out there sure. and uh, it ended up getting a contract here in Denver back in 2000. And wow. uh, I love the sunshine, you know, there's more, there's, sure. there's definitely rain and clouds in Seattle, you know, it's a little bit gray, but you know, Seattle gives a little bit more of that sunshine that I love. So that's how uh, I got here. So it's been so awesome. You're in Denver, so you're in Denver right now or, uh, yes. okay, cool. Colorado yeah, right now. Denver. So you, Oh, Denver. So you say you, you chose Colorado cause of the sunshine. Well, that was obviously a big one and right. it was a risk. You know, it was a risk mm-hmm. to come out here anyway, sure. you know, leaving Washington. It was a risk to come out sure. here, but uh, I knew that if I, you know, I played and, and did well that, you know, I could definitely, you know, be able to help the team. And, you know, little did I know that I'd be able to, you know, raise a family here. So it, it's wow. awesome, man. I have so we, four daughters and also, you know, a wife. So it's incredible. Oof. Surrounded by women. Oh, my goodness. You're a great man. You're a great man. I can't wait to dive in. <laughs> I can't wait to dive in. Bigger man than me. I have four boys. Um, oh, so boy, so I. Hey. Yeah. So um, you know, we'll, for sure. Yeah, man. And every it's always uh always a struggle. Can't raise each one the same way. And you know, you got to be always and ever growing as a parent because these kids are smarter and smarter. You know, and especially today's day and age with technology. But um, so <laughs> so okay. So born and raised born and raised in Seattle. Um, went to high school in Seattle. Yep, out there, more of a suburb of Seattle, okay. uh, Renton, Kent, Washington uh, area. So it's more of a suburbs of okay. you know the inner city. It's I was in you know more of the inner city and downtown. When I say downtown, but uh, uh, more in the CD, the central district. district okay, we talk about uh, you know in there in Seattle. You know, then I my parents, my dad works at Boeing. So he actually oh, got nice. a good job out there in Renton, Washington, and uh, him being an engineer, you know, at working at Boeing as a black man, you know, much respect for him, you know, for going sure. through the things that he did and always, you know, having to try to prove himself to people. So that's and, how it happened. And he did when well, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. He actually retired uh, from Boeing. Wow. Uh, actually, about three years ago. So wow. it's been awesome. He's been able to live the retirement life now too. Wow. So, oh man. So talking about breaking stereotypes. So this is what I love about mixed in America. So, um, I want to, I want to, if, if I can just stop, pause right here real quick, just to kind of, you know, unpack some of what you said. All right. right. So, so mom and dad, mom, mom, white, dad, black, my mom was white. Dad was black. My mom moved from Shawano, Wisconsin, met my dad down in Milwaukee, moved to Illinois. So it was kind of a similar situation. Big city guy, little city right. girl or little country girl. Right. right. So scenario. Right. But here's where here's where it changes. Here's where it changes. And this is such a beautiful God uh, given um, conversation right now, because I am the absolute polar opposite of lifestyle that 
you and that you lived same year, same month, right? We're born the same year, same right. month, both. So black mom, white dad, or I'm sorry, black dad, white mom, same, right? right? You're on, you're on the West coast, Seattle. I'm in the Midwest, Chicago. Okay. Um, so same time frame, same era. So this is so beautiful because my listeners that know me, they kind of know what I've gone up, grown, grown through, you know what I'm saying? So I haven't hit anything about my past. So man, family had you in sports at an early age. What was the earliest age you remember playing sports? Let's just unpack some of this stuff real quick. Yeah, I definitely, you know, five, six years old, um, wow. playing soccer. Wow. You know, my, my dad, my dad was, you know, big into wrestling and sports. And, you know, my mom was one of my biggest cheerleaders in life, where, you know, taking me to practice, you know, maybe my dad, you know, was working at bowling a little bit later in the day. My mom uh, would be able to take me to practice and, you know, pushing me and my mom and dad being there, you know, for the games, but soccer got that got into football, you know, baseball, you know, T-ball at first, but, mm-hmm. but definitely was the sports and, and having my parents, you know, cheer for me and, Maybe sure. there was times, you know, my mom wasn't there and my dad would be there or, you know, maybe they were both together. There was times when, you know, my dad would be doing, you know, at work or something and my mom would be there. So it definitely was, it was, you know, they had a team effort uh, sure. in raising me and my younger brother. I had a younger brother that was also two years, uh, two and a half years younger than me. His name was Darnell. Mm. And uh, that's what they did for us, man, was, you know, keeping us, you know, active, I should say, for sure. uh, at, at a young age, Matt translated to you know through today that's awesome so you would so from five to college and beyond you played sports like that's that like that was your life because i heard you say you got signed to a team in denver and we'll talk about that so so from five to um let's say so let's just skip ahead to junior high school playing sports in junior high school what what was your uh most predominant sport in junior high school Predominant sport, I I go with football, but I was a really good wrestler. You know, okay, so I, okay, I, okay. My dad, so dual my dad sport. was also a wrestler too. So dual, uh, triple sport, triple, triple sport, sport. One all sport, throughout school, one sport every season. Oh yeah, oh, wow. My, my parents always wanted me doing something, and you know, obviously, you know, a lot of my friends were also athletes. Right. So that was the part to where I could also you know hang out with my friends, but then also you know showcase some of the skills. Uh, you right. know, God has blessed me with, and, you know, obviously, you know, you, you want to be able to go out there and prove, yeah. you know, your, your, yourself at times, especially yeah. being mixed in America, you mm-hmm. know, you, you have it to where that people look at you that, you know, they don't know if you're black, right. they also see that, you're, that they see you're black, but they don't know if you're Mexican or maybe you're, you know, right. or, or whatever's going on. Cause you know, I got right. my hair, you know, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's easy to, Easy to uh, misconstrue. You know, my mom's hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think that's one of the things with my parents was getting me into sports, but then also cheering for me, which was big. You know, my parents sure. were my biggest cheerleaders, uh, and then also seeing it to where I wanted to prove not only to my parents out there, you know, cheering for me, but also you know being a you know mixed in America, uh, a light skinned man. I wanted to go out there and show some of the talents. That I had, wow. you know, if I had to, if I had to take out some of my aggression or some of the things right. I was feeling in life, um, my parents separated. Okay, when I was six, like I talked sure. about, 
Okay. And they got back together when I was 15, but my parents were always around. There. You know, I live with my mom and eventually I live with my dad when I was 15 mm -hmm. and my mom and my brother, they came, we all moved together. Mm -hmm. But that was the thing, man. Like my parents were always there. I think that's one of the biggest things is that even though they were separated, they were always there for us. And, you know, that's what I love about it, that my parents, that they stuck together, you know, through the thick and thin and right. uh, even got stronger, you know, down the Absolutely. road. So that, that was big. If you're a fashion model, fashion designer, artist, or a small business, and you're looking to showcase your skills, talents, or services, reach out to April Abib and let Aramore Entertainment handle all your services needs. One of the biggest agendas of Mixed in America is to abolish the idea of racism. And I, and, and I feel like the mixed race is going to be the catalyst for abolishing that idea. Because if you're anything like me, we're going to dive into this now, um, is that we had to divide and, and, and we had the best of both worlds, but we still had to uh, find within ourselves who we were inside both of those worlds because we couldn't be too much one way or too much another way based on the society standards or principles or what have you. Did you feel like that? Did you feel like that in high and uh, junior high school? Did you start to feel the pressure of being a mixed kid at that age? Cause this is like, uh, let's see, what's this like 89, 90. Well, that's the thing. I think it was, I think it was more into Cause that's the thing, like you said, that you had moved from place to place mm -hmm. and I can, and I can agree with that too. Okay. There was times when, you know, when my parents did separate that my mom and I and my brother, we would, we moved to a different area. Okay. Out there in Renton, Washington, Fairwood. Mm -hmm. Okay. We moved to a different area, new school. Okay. Had to go through that. Mm -hmm. and, you know, my dad was still there, but then there was times my mom would move from one area to another area, you know, same, same, you know, same city, but it's a different, you know, different school. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I had to, you know, readjust with that. Me and my brothers had to readjust with that. And to where that, that was constantly having to, you know, readjust and, and, and as I say, uh, not reinventing myself, but, you know, letting people know who I was. Right. And, and, and I think that's, I think that's one of the big things that, you know, being mixed in America, that people see you, you're not like this person's supposed to look like, mm -hmm. and you're not quite what this person's supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the things that already, and you were saying that, that you feel that mixed in America, you know, is going to be able to, you know, help people be able to adjust that. Yes, we are all have one blood. We all Period. have one God. Like right. it's, 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 it's going to happen to where, right. yeah, you see people that are not only black and white, but people right. might be, you know, uh, you know, white and Korean, or they might be, you know, Mexican and black. Right. There's a lot. And, and the more over time mm -hmm. to where my daughters, you know, now my daughters are, you know, they have Hispanic, they have black, they have white. And, mm -hmm. you know, the environment also has changed. And think about the environment we were in. It was either you were more, you, you had black, you had white. Maybe there was more uh, white than there was black in the in the area or whatever mm -hmm. you were in. When I was in, when I was in the suburbs, there was only a handful of brothers, mm -hmm. or as I say, people of color. Okay, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. maybe even uh, you know of Asian descent or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that you kind of had to you know uh, 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 to talk to different people that were 
you know, of color or just going out there and letting people know that, you know, I'm Tanel first before I'm a right. black or a white man. I'm a man. Absolutely. I'm a young Absolutely. boy. You know, that's, that's, that's interesting. To do that. So for you having the sports aspect and being a triathlete, um, let's transition into high school. You know, you're, you're now, now you're growing into your maturity. You know, now you're feeling, getting your swag about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, you know, you're good, right? Like at this point, you know what you're good at, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell walk, walk us through that high school four years real quick. You know, how was it, you know, going in, did you have, any issues being mixed in America? Like, did you did you notice that that lunchroom was a little bit different? Oh yeah, I mean, there's that's the thing though. You know, you you know, you're coming in to where I was in high school. It was tenth through twelfth. Okay, mm, okay. different schools. Okay. They, different schools. They had seventh through ninth in the middle school wow, range. Okay. Or or some of the different schools when we moved to different places. They had it from high schools from ninth grade, ninth grade to twelfth right. grade. Okay, okay. Gotcha. So gotcha. I had I had some things to where it was a big deal in ninth grade, to where um, I had moved to a new school. Okay, and I was new to the block, and not a lot of people knew me. Um, a couple of my friends knew me from playing football, so I mean, I kind of had some other friends there. But there came a time when I was tested um, by the the as I say the school bully. Okay, at our school, mm-hmm. he was, he was, he was. There's always skin. one. There's always there, one. There, there's always one. In in that, also, I had went from one bully at one school to another bully wow. at my other school when I moved with my dad. Okay, mm-hmm. so it was something that you know you have bullies that come in your life, but then there's times when you gotta you gotta let people know who you are, especially right. the bully. Okay, right. so I had that where I had to transition. You know, when people when it came to the time. To, can Tanel, you know, hold his own? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He, he may be bigger, you know, mm-hmm. whatever he's good in sports, but can he hold his own? Okay, right. when it comes to someone, you know, being threatening to me. Alpha, and, alpha. You know, I went through that. Yep, I went through that. And, and you know, eventually I got the nickname Rock'em Sock'em, you know, <laughs> at this, this, in my ninth grade year. I, I don't want to go into it because my dad, you know, he, he wasn't respect, too happy about res, me. Re, you know, respect the pops. We'll respect pops. Yeah, we'll respect, respect the dad. Respect Wally Chalk. Because, but he did. But he did tell me. He called me before he came home. He was at Boeing and he called me, and he's like, he's like, my, you know, the teachers tell me the principal saying, "Hey, look, Mr. Chalkland, um, you need to come pick up your son because he got in a fight today." You know, um, and you know, it was the bully. I hold my own. And I did hold my own, whatever, but my dad, he's on the phone and I'm at the school and he's calling, he's talking to me. He's like, okay, son, I'm on the way to come pick you up, but I want to, I want to know, was it worth it? Nice. Is it worth it for you, for you getting in a fight? And now I got to come pick you up and now you're suspended for three days. Was it worth it? And I'm like, well, dad, you know, I, he's like, don't even say anything right now. I'm on my way. Let me know when I get there. When I come see you. Mm-hmm. Let me know when I get there. And my dad can't pick me up. He left from Boeing, you know, and you know, sometimes people look at you crazy when, you yeah, know, man. if you're leaving early from the job. Right. Especially with my dad being a black man at a predominantly fair skinned job out there mm-hmm. in Washington. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I thank God for my dad, man, because all the challenges that he went through, not only in the time that him and my mom were in with, you know, being an interracial couple, but also my dad being a black man in Washington. Right. Okay. You know, and, and all the things he went through, 
But yeah, my dad was on me that day. And, and my dad came and picked me up. And he'll tell you this story. And a friend of mine who I played football with, he saw my dad because my dad kind of coached me in football. And sure. he's like, Mr. Wallace, Mr. Wallace, you know, <laughs> your son, you know, I, I, man, it's good to see you, but your, your son, he, what did you teach him how to fight? What did you teach him how to fight? <laughs> and my dad was like, okay, well, it's good to see you. Let's go. And he, he took me, and he, you know, he took me. I got in trouble, but, um, you know, my dad let me have it that day. Right. I was yeah, in ninth sure. grade, so it was different than, you know, with my butt, you know, it was definitely right. that, that stare, that look, or that I'm disappointed in you, mm-hmm. you know, that got me that discipline to, to make me realize what I'd done wrong. But um, that was some of the things that, you know, high school, but then I came to my own, okay, because I had ninth grade, um, I had some things with my, you know, with, I was getting older. I was kind of, you know, smelling right. myself, you know, mm-hmm. I'm changing, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get hair, you know, mm-hmm. underneath my armpits and, you know, I'm, I'm getting to a different kind of a age in life. And, um, you know, it came to a point when I had to move with my dad. Okay. So I lived with my dad when I was, you know, 15 and, you know, my mom and my brother, they still live together. Okay. For a period of time. And I moved with my dad. And then it was a whole new area, whole new school, okay? But I had some of my, my cousin was there, you know? So I had, you know, family there, okay? But once again, I was the light-skinned cousin that no one knew about, okay? Right. So I had to prove myself again, okay? Was in sports and, you know, even doing, uh, you know, I used to pay, I, people used to pay me to do Michael and Jack, Michael Jackson impressions nice. during lunch, so that's nice. how I used to make some extra money. Okay, you know, then. Okay, so a young entrepreneur, a young entrepreneur. They, yes, that was that was some of the things where I was realizing that I had some talents that God had given me. You know, some things that I had picked up on that mm-hmm. I need to use them. Okay, nice. so that I guess one of the things being a risk taker or an yeah. excuse maker. You know, when people are telling you, "Oh man, you know, Tanel, do the Michael Jackson." And I used to have that for my mom and my dad when they would have Tupperware parties, sure. when they would want me to entertain a guest. They'd be like, do the Michael Jackson tonight or, or do an right. impression of... You butter know, him up, butter him up, yeah. butter him up. Yeah, and so I used to do all that and, and, and I just kind of, you know, coming into my own on who I was, that I was, you know, not only an athlete, you know, also I was good in school, but mm-hmm. I was also fun to be around and some sure. fun to hang around with and you know, mm-hmm. someone that you could look to um, rather than, you know, just being the typical school right. black athlete. Sure. You you added value to every situation. So oh, so yeah. high so high oh, yeah. school came so high school came around, three sports in, you graduate, graduate, uh, any scholarships out, out of high school? Uh no, no scholarships. I mean, I had a scholarship offer to a junior okay. college for football. Sure. But I was I was playing rugby at the time. Sure. And I actually I actually got um I made the USA under 19s, um, under 19 years old high school rugby national oh. team. Wow. So they I made the national team, okay, to where we got to go play on a tour in Australia, okay, right after high school. But wow. it was like a it was like a three week tour that we go to different parts of Australia. Oh we, man! Our last one was in Sydney, okay, where we played the Junior Wallabies, like you know, like the you know American Eagles is the oh. national team for America. Okay. And then in Australia is the Junior is the Wallabies, like a okay. a, a, a kangaroo. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So 
I was on the national team for the USA. We played against Australia and we got our butts kicked 138 to three. Okay. And I'm, I'm the light skin. I'm the black athlete out there. Only black athlete on this national team. Okay. And I'm playing in Australia. Had a blast. I ended up getting a contract to play in Sydney, Australia, instead of going back home with wow. my team. Wow. So I decided to take a risk. I took a risk in staying there 18 years old. What? No, not going to college. Wow. I could have went to University of Washington. Yeah. I had a scholarship offer to play sure. college for football. But I took a risk and I said, you know what? I can always go back to play football. I can always go back right. to play college rugby. Sure. I have an opportunity to play in Australia, 18 right. years old. Good eye, uh, Mike. And this family was going to take care of me. Yeah, good eye, Mike. Good eye, Mike. going to take care of me. It was awesome, man. Incredible. 18 years old. Wow. And obviously, you know, you, you have different color skin, you know, whatever. Yeah. People are like, what's up? Where are you from? And I'm like, right. I'm from America. Like, oh, you, oh, you, 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 you're, you're black. Oh, you're black. Oh, man, you, you're, and they see, and I got to tell you, say this, being mixed in America or being, you know, of, of color in America, mm -hmm. you don't know how much you are a role model or someone that they look up to outside the United States. Mm. When you, say that again. when you get outside, when you get outside the United States of America, mm and you get into the international life, international game, mm -hmm. you, as a, you as a mixed American or whatever you want to call it, you person of color, you know, you're seen different. You're seen as strong, as resilient, as someone that's, you know, fun to be around. Or mm. you're a celebrity or you know a celebrity, okay? Mm. You don't Something have to, be to celebrate. You don't have to be, yeah, you don't have to be necessarily black. You could be an American and you are freaking the top notch of the whole world. Wow. I think that people don't understand that. When you go outside the United States of America, you as an American, first as an American or a man or woman, you are looked as the freaking top notch of the mm -hmm. whole world. Because mm -hmm. the whole world is watching America. And then you add on that you're a person of color or you're right. mixed in America. Right. Oh my goodness. Right. Wow. I mean the, so, the 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 people love you and the ladies love you at the same time. Yeah, Sometimes I experience you get out of the United States and, yeah, and hey, take a look and know how big you are. Hey, trust me, I, I love you saying that. I love you saying that, man. That is such a I, I just lived like literally like 30 years right there in, in, in that just little mm. just little talk about um just taking that risk. You know, this being this topic being risk taker versus excuse maker, like the amount of excuses you could have had, the amount of excuses Many. you could have made. Oh, my God. 18 I years old, home. 18 years old. How old were you? OK, so how long did you stay? I stayed for eight months. I graduated months. high school. I graduated, this is funny, I graduated high school, right, okay, and then they had the senior trip, like I paid like $650 mm -hmm. to get a senior trip, went to Mexico, went to Mexico, kicked it with my friends from high school, came back to the United States, back home, I had three days to hang out with my parents or whatever, and uh. then I flew to LA, and then flew to uh, Melbourne, Australia. Uh. So as soon as I got to high school, wow. it was on. 
So, and then you were in Australia for eight months. Yep. Kicking it. Hot. Loving life. Hot. Freaking being 18, being, you know, I think Jodeci, I remember there's a Jodeci release party yeah. that I was, that people were all like, you must be with Jodeci and all these people <laughs> around me. And, you know, I'm, I'm mixed, I'm mixed, but I'm in Australia. They used right. to say, um, Australia, stop trying to be like America. Okay. Oh. So you, you being a, an American, when you go outside the United States, people freaking either they adore you or some of the Australian men, they don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. they know that the ladies yeah, yeah. love I'm an coming. American man. You know, yeah, American yeah, boy, yeah. baby. Uh, eight months passed. You, you eventually come home. What, what inspired that transition home? What inspired that transition? I came home. Uh, this what inspired the transition to come home is because yeah. um, I needed to I needed to look out for my younger brother. Gotcha. There were some gotcha. things. There were some things that were happening with my younger brother um, that I that I needed to I needed to be a bigger brother. I needed to be a brother, and I needed to be around him because yeah, I had, straight up I I had I had carved such a path. You know, you tend to think that you have a sibling that, oh, man, I carved the path for you, bro. All the coaches, they love you. All the girls, they know, you know, they know you're mm -hmm. my, you know, we're brothers, whoop to whoop. Mm -hmm. But there was times when he was, he was acting out, you know, and I wasn't there, you know, even though I was doing my own thing, I needed to be a brother. And I needed, and, and my dad, you know, my dad was there, of course, but there was things that I needed to, I needed to help my brother with and kind of, right. Kind of help him and just you know, be a like big get brother. back to be focused. Right. Yeah, and, just be and, a big and brother. That's dope. And that's so so you were still you were still a young man that took on that responsibility. So I mean, just not even 19 yet, decided that you know what, this was fun, Melbourne. I'm flying back to the States. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna yeah. go, yeah. I'm gonna go do what a man does, and that's keeps keeps his family together. So what happened then? What what did you decide to do for yourself besides you know the family stuff professionally? What happened for Tanel at that point? Well, that was the thing. Like, I had the choice to where I could, you know, I played international rugby. So I was at the time, I was at an international status, like not mm. just freaking local mm. college level rugby. I was mm. way up. And then you have like college, then you have men's rugby, and then you have international rugby, mm. okay? But I was 19, 18, 19. I could have went down and played college rugby, Sure. And would have just crushed it and would have done well. But I sure. was already at a level where I was way up here with my international and my rugby is... game. Okay. Mm. I was way above the game. So I didn't go back to college. I didn't play college rugby. But I also had a men's team that was there in Washington. Okay. That would, you know, want me to play for them, of course. I played for them a little bit. Okay. And I went to school. I went to Highland Community College when I came back home. You know, my brother in town, you know, I'm back with my brothers going to school and, you know, I'm going to school also. And, you know, there was things that I was, you know, itching to do. I couldn't go back to doing college rugby when no. I got an offer to come here to Denver, Colorado mm -hmm. when I was 19. Mm -hmm. So it was a full year mm -hmm. after my graduating high school, I wow. had an offer to come play rugby for a men's team by my high school principal. He moved from Seattle to his, cause his wife got a principal job here sure. in Colorado. So he had nothing to do except coach rugby. If he wanted, he sure. called me, was like, Tunnel, 
I know you just got back from Australia. You know, I know you're in school now. Would you like to come to Denver and live here? I'll pay for your place. I'll get you a place to stay. I'll get you a job. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need, I got you. So wow. that's what got me. That's and my brother. My brother was kind of doing his thing, you know, sure. and I was like, either I can stay here in Washington and, and you know, make excuses be here. Right. I mean, make excuses on why I didn't go, but I could have went to college. I could have mm-hmm. went to rugby, you know, play for University of Washington or mm-hmm. stay local. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing was that I had an opportunity where I, I could live risk. in Denver and, and it was a risk once again, but I was like, this is a shot that you might not get to take. I can mm-hmm. always go play rugby. I can always go to college. Uh, let's do it. So I went for it. And then I, you know, it made 300, 300 days of sun here. Okay. And, wow. and, and what that, what that led me to was telling my mom, like a season later, I called my mom and dad was like, Hey, mom and dad, you know, I'm really enjoying it here. And my parents were like, you know, son, you can come back home. You know, we, we got you, you know, you come back home, mom and dad. And I'm like, well, you know, mom and dad, I, I really love the sunshine here. I really love being here. I think I'm, a, I think I'm gonna make it away. I'm gonna make it a go here. Wow. I decided so, to do that. Little did I know I would meet my wife. I would get into the medical field. I would get into the network marketing industry. Mm-hmm. And that led me to meeting you. Mm-hmm. And that got us to here today. Straight so, up. Straight up. That, that risk. Things that happen. Risk. Yeah, man. Keeps on coming. That was a risk. So that was, that was, so that was another huge risk. So you, so let's talk about risk reward now. So you give an example of risk reward in my opinion. So easily could have made excuses not to go to Melbourne easily, easily could have said, you know what, let me stick. I came here for my family. Let me stick here for my family. Right. That's number one. And nobody would call that an excuse. They would salute you for that. And God would open up some other doors for you. Right. But you said, you know what, I, I'm a risk taker, though. Like this, I, I'm weighing out this opportunity. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm weighing this out and it just makes sense just to go. Let me let me see what they talking about. And you went and you met your right. wife. You got your career. You got your side hustle and you got a beautiful family and you're in the medical field. So let's talk about um how old were you so this is 1996 that or so right you moved to denver 96 97 somewhere yeah, in there uh, 90, 96 i was 19 years old yeah mm-hmm. so 96 19. you moved to, so 1996 May, you moved to denver well let me let me let me make sure i say this right i moved to denver as soon as i knew that i paid for my parking tickets I made sure my license was good and legit. So mm-hmm. I wasn't like, because there's times I was bending corners, sure, you know, sure. out there in Washington, you know, driving on suspended license mm-hmm. and things like that. I made sure I was legit. I mean, mm-hmm. I made sure, like, you know, I took care of my, you know, my, uh, Self. you know, as I said, myself first mm-hmm. before I could leave. Because there's mm-hmm. times when you got to get away from your environment or right. the environment that you grew up in. And for me, I could have stayed, but like you said, man, I had to make that move. I had to get out of there and mm-hmm. make a change. And you did, and a, and a, and a magnificent one. And I'm, and we're gonna fast forward to how we actually met in a moment. But so you, so you, so you're yes. 19, Colorado, um, playing on this team. Woo! I'm sure you're killing it. 
killing it on the team. Oh, did, yeah. you, did, did you when did you make any oh, yeah. records, uh, trophies, or championships, or anything to speak of? Want to give a shout out to anybody we, on this squad? I mean, or we we actually we actually we actually I think we it was my ninety seven. We won. We beat everybody here, but then we went to nationals. I think we got like ninth place in the national mm. tournament. Nice. That was like that was not good. Um, yeah, it's not 10. bad, you know. But top it, it's, ten. It's, it's top ten, top ten. You're right. Yes, sir. There's times when you're like, oh, I should get first, second, third. But like, look, bro. But you, man, you're top ten, 10 so in the nation. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, man, top ten in the nation. Like, come on, man. Like, I, 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 I have the uh, the absolute pleasure of knowing an individual that was top one hundred in the nation in basketball players. So in wow. in his in his day, you know what I mean, like top one hundred basketball players, you know. So um, awesome. I don't necessarily That's look huge. at like not everybody's Mayweather, right? Not everybody's Kobe, right? Um, but man, just to be top ten, so top ten, uh, nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty two, living it up, right? Twenty three, twenty one. I got it. I got a deal to move to. I I met a friend out here in Denver. He played in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. He offered me to play in New Zealand on Shut his the front door. When I was 20 years old. Was shot. So I, did, uh, I did I did two seasons here in Denver. Uh-huh. Went back home for a minute. Sure. Got a contract to play in Wakatani, New Zealand. Wow. Auckland, New Zealand. Auckland's is capital. It's in the North Island. You uh-huh. have the North Island and you have the South Island of New Zealand. Sure. Auckland is in the middle. I got a contract in Wakatani, New Zealand, mm. 20 years old. Mm. Okay. Went out there, kicked it, turned 21 years old out there, oh. drank a big, huge yard glass that yeah. you when you turn 21. Mm-hmm. Lived that up. Then played a season, got out of there, came back home, and then came back, got another contract here when I was 22. Wow. Came back here again. Look, and then this- that's when I... Okay, so so okay, so let's go to New Zealand. <laughs> let's go back to New Zealand then, because um, talking about being mixed in man. America, boy. But what about being mixed in New Zealand? Like it's, it's actually that experience quite great because it's incredible because there's what are called Maori or Maori, Maori. You could say Maori. There, which is you have Kiwis, okay, but uh-huh. you you have Caucasian or fair fair skin, and then you sure. also have Maoris that are more Islander, okay? Some might be from, you know, different countries, Pacific Islands, Samoa, Fiji. Right, right. A lot of different types of, of people out there. You have the Maori, okay, that are, you know, also a little bit darker skin. Sure. Okay, so when you go out there, when I went out there, when you go out there, when you're mixed in America and you go to New Zealand, they're like, hey, what's up? What's up, right? Right. Like, hey, what's no up, problem. Man? What's going on? They're like, wait, you from America? <laughs> because if they just look at you, they'll be like, oh, you, you know, they're right. probably a Maori. Right. They're, so- they're a half, what they call half caste. Half caste, meaning you're half Maori or you're, and you're half white. Wow. That's called half, half caste. Half caste. In- nice. Yeah. So, so that's mixed in America, right? So we'll here. be called half caste. Right. <laughs> so cool. So you had fun and you had fun down there, came back to the States. Landed back in Colorado. Didn't go back to Washington. Landed back in Colorado. Yep, yep. And Moved then caught here. another train. And then caught another train. Caught another contract. Well, yep. Got a contract with the Denver Barbarians. Okay, wow. Out here. And, Congratulations. Um, 
there was the Barbarians, and then I got with the Raptors. But it was it was awesome, man, because you know my coaches, my coach was there for me. You know, and that's the thing, like risk versus you know risk reward. Mm-hmm. That I was able to the relationships that I built through my career, it got me to New Zealand. It right. got me back here to Denver. Right. I think it's one of the things like you know risk risk takers versus excuse makers. You got to be a risk taker because you might not know that that risk that you take could, right. or that relationship that you make could turn into something where it's a bigger opportunity for you. Right. You know, rather than making an excuse on why not to do it. Right. Absolutely, man. That's huge. That's huge. So then come back, get your new contract and you meet the lady yep. of your um, that changes your world, man. Right. Like, does that is that how oh, that yeah. happened? Oh, yeah. And then, and then she yeah, introduced you to the medical together. field. Like I was. No, no, I, I've always, I always, it was weird. Like, I kind of always enjoyed, like, I don't know, I always was curious about looking at surgery. You know, like, when, you, when we were younger, you know, like, sure. Discovery Channel. Or yeah, the, I played the Operation public, all the time. The PBS. Mm, yeah, mm, PBS. Mm, operation? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, but I you, loved it. You remember PBS. Mm-hmm. PBS, or, they would put on, like, late night, there'd be, like, surgery and, you know, I'll be watching that for some reason. I enjoyed watching it. Sure. Um, so that 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 got me, you know, looking at it. And I was at home one day and I was looking at, you know, TV. And I think I was watching, I don't know, maybe Springer or somebody. You know mm-hmm. how it is, you know, hanging at home sometimes back mm-hmm. in those days. Or you're, or you're watching BET videos. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely. I, and back in them days, that, it was MTV. MTV, MTV, <laughs> right. MTV raps, like the basement, right? you know, Huge. like, it was, yeah, it was. Right. So yeah, for sure. Or unplugged or whatever it was, but I right. was it was just like a commercial and I had heard about um uh the surgical technician um uh position. Mm-hmm. And and that yeah, I never heard about that before and like talking about I mean I didn't want to be a doctor and I didn't want to be a nurse, but I right. heard about I was like, Wow, a surgical nurse? Wow, what do they do? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well they they make sure that the, the patient, you know, doesn't have anything left in them. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I yeah, I can do that. Okay, mm-hmm. they they can count. Okay, I can count. Um, you know, so that that led me to that. And you know, my wife, man, she she's 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 done so much, you know, for our children that you know, there's times that I'm not there, like I was mm-hmm. for my parents when I wasn't when my dad wasn't there, my mom was there. Like right. with us, when I'm not there, my wife is there for our right. for our children. Teamwork um, makes and they're dream getting work. older in age now. Yeah, and they're getting older now. So, you know, they enjoy working and 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 they have that that uh that go-getter, you know, risk taker type of uh, you know, attitude. And I love mm-hmm. that. You know, my wife, she's in the criminal justice, and she's also a risk taker, you know, nice. being a female, you know, in the correctional industry. She's actually uh, looking to be a warden here. So she's she's really doing a lot to be like a, a female warden is a big deal. So she's a big risk taker. Uh, you know, so I definitely got to have a risk. You say your you. wife was um, is looking is working to be a towards she's looking to looking be she's, a she's working toward to be a warden right now. Wow, yeah, that's awesome! Yeah, that's awesome! Bro. Yeah, it's huge! That's awesome! <laughs> it's, it's so, you, so, how, so she, the relationship, she does really so, well. so the relationship budded uh, right at 22, 23. When did you relationship meet? came through at 23 years old. Three, yeah. yeah, I met yeah. her. I was uh, out here hanging out. You know, I think it was at a at a club, and 
I don't think I know you because you know when you meet her, you know. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah, you know she might listen it. to this, so you, yeah, you, uh, yeah. you right. want to say the right thing, you're right, right. You know, No, I'm just playing. She, she, I'm not worried. We, you talked about it. Like we, we gonna keep it real, keep it mm-hmm. all raw and uncut, and, and mm-hmm. just you know, she, she did a lot. For, she does a lot for our family, and um, you know, so I'm really thankful for her. And like That's I said, man, there's times when she's there when I'm not. That's beautiful. Like, I, like I, I really believe that happens. I really believe that's where wealth is built on built upon is that cornerstone of the household. So, um, you know, me, I'm, I'm a single dad and I've been a single dad for a few years. Um, you know, uh, my story is, oh my gosh, but, um, and you know, I'm ready to be a King, you know what I mean? I'm ready. I'm ready to, I'm ready to wear right. my crown. You, you know are. what I'm saying? And, um, I know, I know what I'm looking for. So she steps up, if she steps up and shows herself, I'm going to be able to recognize her. And uh, I'm excited for that opportunity that God gave me to, um, be a, be a young prince, you know, learn what that was. Cause I was a heathen once upon a time. So I, I salute you brother from a, from a whole different, from a whole different, um, perspective on relationships and, you know, longevity and commitments like, wow, man, like, for us to be the same age, same, you know, same, so many sames and to have so many differences in life and life choices and things of that nature and where it stems from the parenting, it stems from the support from the parents. And you know what I mean? How you just were good fruit, you know, you were fed good fruit. And because you were fed good fruit, you were able to find and attract somebody that was perfect for you. And at 23 yeah. years old, <laughs> 23 years old, made the decision that, yo, this is where I'm at. And so, so now, you know, fast forward, you know, now you're in a medical career, family man, uh, you, you touched on network marketing before. So let's dive in. When, when did you, yeah. was it 23, 25? When, when you, when did you start dipping and dabbling in network marketing? It was like uh 22 for me. Okay. Okay. Well, and, and there were also like, when I say my wife, she's my wife. We got married. She's my wife. Okay. It's okay to say she's my wife. We are currently separated. Got okay? you. We live in two different homes, but got you. she's still my wife. Right. We got married. That's my wife. In God's right. eyes, still my wife. Right. Like I said, even though we live in two different households, that's still my wife. Okay. And, and, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to miss things. I don't want to miss things up because she's not, she, we don't live together. Okay. Right. We're separated, but we, we live in the same, you know, area basically. And you I'm co-parent. pretty much following her. Yeah. I'm pretty much following or being right there, you know, mm-hmm. for, you know, her and our kids. Um, so yeah, definitely on that. Man, that's you huge. Know, I want to make oh, sure. Let's clear. talk about y'all. Let's talk about that. <laughs> so that's huge. So how big, long have you, how long have you guys big. been separated? We've been separated now. It's 2022. We separated back in 2011. So it's been 11 so, years. Wow. So decade. Okay. So for a decade, yeah. you've been co-parenting, and and yep. it's been yep. successful. Is is the mother of your children white? No, no. She's Hispanic. She's Mexican. She's Hispanic. She's okay. So you, from, so you got mixed kids. Okay. Yeah. So, so my point is, you got mixed kids that are multicultural. Yep. Dope. Correct. Dope. And so, and so you, you both decided that you were going to co-parent together and yep. still to this Absolutely. day, how old's your youngest? My youngest, Kimora, she's 14 now. 
Wow, my third. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so he's 14. I got a 24, 24 year old, 18 year old, 16 year old, and a 14 year old, all daughters. I'm thankful for them. And and that's the thing, man. They're, they, they, with her mom and me, like Mm -hmm. they, they have, they have that. You know, and they know that that their mother and I that we love each other. And, Absolutely. You know, we know that there's times. There's been times when we know that they know that there's times when mommy and daddy, you know, might not agree on things. Sure. Okay. So they've they've seen that, and there was times when we had to go ahead and and make it better. Like you've heard it in the past, we're like, oh, we're gonna do this for the kids. Right. Or we're gonna right. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make this work out for the kids. But man, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it's not gonna work out. When it's just for the kids, it's got to be for each other that right. it works out. Because right. it ain't gonna work if it's just for the kids. It, that's it true. It ain't, it ain't happening. No, that's truth, and I, I'm a I'm a I'm a candidate <laughs> of that. Um, I, I was a kid in that situation, and I also my 13 year old was a decision based on that situation as well. Where I was like, you know what, I got to go fend for myself so I can come back and take care of him. And so I made the right. decision to go get myself together. And came back, mm. and I've I've had custody. Of, yeah, I've had custody of him since uh, what 2015 ish. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, he's 13 now. That's so great. you know, um, awesome. summer school, and you know, doing doing things. He starts piano classes tomorrow. So um, wow. the fact, yeah, the fact that you're you're still even though you're separated and still dadding and still fathering and still you know being being obedient to God and God's will for you that's amazing to me and I salute you for that brother straight up um, oh, coming from a di- coming too, from man. a different walk of life like to be able to have that poise and posture through that, those tough times. So I appreciate yeah. you clarifying yeah. that. Um, I definitely you. do, man. I think uh, I think the <laughs> listeners, I think the listeners will gain a lot of value from hearing that transparency. So I really appreciate you leading uh, through transparency like that. And you know, for those listeners out there, you know, I, I definitely want to uh, make note of uh, you know, here we are, forty-five-year-old males, you know, um, divulging uh, real-life situations, and understand that there's no weakness in that. So if you're listening and you're struggling and um, sick of being who you think they want you to be and ready to be mm. yourself. Uh, let us, let us encourage you to stop making excuses and take the risk of being exactly who you want to be because it pays off in the end. So right. uh, thank thank you so much for that to know. Um, there's a difference between risk and risk, but what I, what I hope people get from this conversation is that risk is definitely valued by the reward that it, that it, that it gets. So, uh, man, it is an absolute pleasure. I definitely appreciate the conversation. I learned so much about you that I didn't know, man, international freaking <laughs> star, man, like at an early age, lived a rock star lifestyle, like nobody's <laughs> business and man got to live to tell about it, raising four beautiful young ladies that are going to seek a man of your caliber or better, which is also better. fantastic, <laughs> right? Fantastic. Right. Um, man. And just an awesome, awesome person, man. I appreciate you sharing um an opportunity with me and we can jump back on and talk about some uh financial literacy for um our people as well in the in the later episodes but man from here on out this is mixed in america man and um it's up to make the difference so i appreciate you tunnel uh thank you so much for uh joining us in mixed in america man you have a great one i'll talk to you soon thank you so much for the opportunity blessings y'all peace
Life is not so black and white, and there is too much gray area not to talk about it. Thank you for listening. Look forward to having you back next time as we discuss truth, facts, and experience exposing the gray areas and stereotypes behind America herself. (laughs) 